different perspectives. You did it. You deserve it. We are so proud of you. But a shared experience. Get in, revit in. Honestly, that's what I did. And it works. Black O Roundtable. All right, what is up, y'all? My name is Dana. I'm Jelena. And I'm Asha. And welcome to another episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Welcome back, welcome back. We're not even going dilly-dally this week, y'all, because we are professionals. We're just going to get right to the nitty-gritty. Speed. Right to the, to the I, was, I was thinking speed. <laughs> speed. Same brains. I don't, we're, not, we're not ready to subject y'all to another speed episode again. It. Yes, we are. Just not right now. We're not ready to subject ourselves. Right. (laughs) I'm ready. I just don't think y'all are ready. Ooh. All right. So, as always, we're going to get started with some... uh, Ooh. Brain. Some trivia. Yeah. Some trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Pop quiz. How did Benjamin Franklin like his eggs? I was, I, want you to know, I was gonna be like fried because of the lightning thing and I was like that's it <laughs> that's a good guess I, would... <laughs> I don't know you from Philadelphia so you the only one who would know <laughs> damn <laughs> listen you the expert <laughs> alright yes. we're gonna get started with what's trending and jump into some of those topics um, first I wanted to um, talk about some of the uh you know, surprising budding court cases that are going around in the news. Um, We can start off with the Amber versus Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial that's happening right now. Um, So if you are not aware, Johnny Depp is suing his ex-girlfriend, ex-wife? Ex-wife. Ex-wife. Ex-wife, Amber. Oh, you was married. Um, (laughs) Johnny Depp is suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for defamation of character. Um, if you are familiar, a couple years back, um, Amber Heard uh, released an article that was basically like subtweeting, but you know, in a magazine, Johnny Depp um, for being um, physically, emotionally, um, and all kinds of other abusive. And these allegations really tarnished um, Johnny's career and his ability to work. Um, it later came out that um, Amber allegedly had also engaged in some abusive actions towards Johnny. And based on the information that Johnny is presenting, he's alleging that Amber was the instigator and did things like, um, how do I say this in a, I mean, we're not a family friendly show, but I don't want to say it so explicitly. Amber deposited her own waste on his bed, allegedly. Um, Amber also was very verbally abusive to Johnny, allegedly. Johnny also does have tapes that seem to depict Amber um, threatening to uh, levy these allegations against him to um, destroy his career because nobody would believe him um, and just many other things. So the case is still not closed. I think Amber's team, as of the time of recording, which is um, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, um, are set to uh, begin their trial um, or their... (laughs) their uh presentation of evidence so i was was, uh, listening to her testimony a little bit today yeah so how do we feel about the uh what's been presented so far have you guys caught a lot of it or just little snippets here and there i've caught snippets here and there um i think both of my folks crazy um that's off the off rip let's start there (laughs) 
feel bad for Johnny Depp because I, I don't know. Like, he just seemed like he just don't bother anyone. Like, he's just like, I'm going to make my movies. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to go to the children's hospital. And that's it. So, like, I feel like out of nowhere, here she come. Like, he did this. Like, girl, you chopped his finger off. Like, please don't. Let's see. Don't do did. it. Like, I actually what? believe both of them. I believe both of them. And at the same time, I think they're both, like, putting on a little bit of a show. Like, both of them. Um, that's why I said I think both of them white folks is crazy. Um, I believe... Uh, if you if you heard one of the therapists say that she thinks that um, Amber Heard it's like some kind of like severe narcissism that she like diagnosed her with, but at the same time I do also I have to I again I did not listen to the whole thing, um, and bias has been swayed towards Johnny Depp. I think he's like the bigger star, with absolutely, the more, with the more beloved characters. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's been in the business for years. Forever. 30 plus years, right? So there's a little bit of, I'm not going to say that there isn't a little bit of bias going around. Um, and also there's just a lot of times there's bias towards men, particularly who are powerful and whose names in the public eye. So I just want to preface that by saying that i do think that he probably was because we all know like i don't know if we all know but johnny depp has had substance abuse issues in the past um and so i can see him under the influence doing things that are uh aggressive and abusive um and i'm i don't disbeliever when she says that but I think that they both have probably done things to each other um that are abusive I I can see that I think the biggest thing was just like he's he's lost and granted if he is doing those things then he should but he's lost a lot versus like her life has not necessarily been other than like the public's opinion hasn't been affected like Disney is no longer making Pirates of the Caribbean movies, even though nothing has come of this. Now she has been impacted. Um, yeah, she okay. They paused production, I believe, on Aquaman two. I don't know. Oh if yeah. The studio yeah. Um, decided whether or not they were going to replace her, but the the production has been halted. Okay. Um, Asher, you muted. What'd you say? I was talking about my Snapple Apple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, if you want to uh, sponsor us, go right ahead. Right. Ashi is clearly yeah. enjoying your product right now. So um, but yes, yeah, so she has had brand deals as well as some acting opportunities. Um, pause. I, I will I will say, and I'm not taking anybody's side at this current moment, um, but I do think that she has lost opportunities at the same magnitude that Jan- Johnny has as far as what it's done to her career. She just does not have as many opportunities as Johnny Depp, which is why it doesn't appear so severe because he is, it's hard to be a bigger star than Johnny Depp. Like it's challenging. Very. Okay. I, can see, I can see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've also heard some therapists um, online talk about, um, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to psychoanalyze this woman. I'm not a professional. But for the therapist online, um, however credible or not it is, just something interesting to marinate on and maybe do some research on, um, talk about retaliatory abuse 
Um, and I've heard people talk about it both ways. And so I'm not sure what this particularly looks like or like how it manifests and, you know, what it looks like legitimately versus what it's not. But I've heard people talk about, you know, Johnny being mentally and and emotionally abusive towards Amber, which resulted in her retaliation of physical abuse. And I've also heard the opposite. Amber being physically and emotionally abusive to Johnny and him retaliating with verbal, financial, and whatever abuse. Um, some of the, the, the connotation I think there is that the instigator is probably the one who is the most quote unquote at fault. And I don't know if this necessarily applies to their situation. I think only a, a professional who's been able to analyze both of them would be able to assess that. Um, but it was just something interesting to think about. Based on what we've been presented, and I'll be interesting to see what the rest of, you know, Amber's team has to say, I will say it does seem like she is more in the wrong. That doesn't make, you know, Johnny blameless here, but some of the, I never, I don't know how to say this gently or the right way, but I, I don't want to downplay mental and emotional abuse because that shit mm -hmm. is like mm -hmm. crazy, but the physical actions that Amber was taking are egregious yes and the mm -hmm. emotional toll that those would take on a person makes me sympathize for johnny depp in that regard again not sticking up for him i don't think he's blameless in that situation but amber if any of this alleged 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 things are true you were wild you were wild no that's the thing they were like she cut off his fingertips ma'am you did how are you? How are you not in jail? And I'm sure he. Like you said, I'm sure he's not a saint, but that is that's excessive. No matter like what happened, that is excessive. Some of the things that they talking about for Johnny, it's like you, you're wild for that. Like it's, I hate to say it's like you know common tactics, but it's it's some of the things that you would see in an abusive relationship with a man, as far as you know financially controlling. Yeah very particular about her career moves and stuff like that so if it is if that is in fact true that her actions were a response to this i have a little bit more i guess sympathy for the nuance of the situation but again only y'all two you know crazy white folks know what was going on in that room and i really just need y'all to decide I, I'm, I'm ready for the court to decide what this is going to be so y'all can go on to lead separate lives and lead the rest of us out of it because I think both of you are also stunt queens to an extent. Yeah, I was also because okay. I've seen how like people are like, and I think and I well, and I also want to criticize people who are making this some kind of like celebrity show off match between yeah. these two actors who were together. It's like put a dollar in the cup if you love Johnny Depp or do this if you you know Team Amber Heard Team. Jo these are two. These are people's lives and about and it's about domestic violence at the end of the day. Y'all bringing gifts for Johnny Depp and, and putting things in treasure chests like this is the Pirates of the Caribbean um, freak shit at uh, Universal Studios is weird. Um, <clears throat> I just, it's weird. And I want y'all to get a grip. This is like real life. Um, y'all have done this for a lot of different celebrity cases. And um, uh, yeah, again, it's it, this is not the one to be trying to make light of um, or make a pop culture moment. Um, How do y'all feel about the whole I stand with Johnny rhetoric? Again, 
I don't stand with nobody. Y'all are too crazy white people. I could see. I don't know. Like, I feel like if there was like no evidence that he did anything back, that maybe it would be like, okay, he's the victim. But like you said, it kind of just was like a tit for tat situation. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> not. I do not think that Johnny Depp should be the 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 face of male domestic violence. No, um, no means. not at all. Like that's and that's where I feel like that is leaning, whether that's the intention of it or not. And so just we may want to be a little bit more careful with that. <clears throat> now, even though I know he off the rails right now and we don't fuck with him anymore, when Terry Crews came out and was like, Me too, I was 110% like Yup, Terry, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yup, mm-hmm. we with you 110%. We with you all the way. I believe everywhere you stand. Da, 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 da. Uh, go to war. The backpedal and, and be crazy. Um, but, um, you know, that was a, a moment where I was like, I'm absolutely happy to stand behind you and, and, and empower your voice. This, this ain't given that for me. Um, now, that could change by the end of this trial, sure. But as of right now, I'm, I'm not quite there. I've definitely been more interested in the testimonies, uh, the expert testimonies and all the other witnesses than what Mm -hmm. Johnny and Amber have to say. I really don't care what y'all are talking about. What is everybody else saying? Right. Right. What did you see? witnessing this. Right. That is true. Well, I guess we shall see. Yeah, we'll definitely keep our eyes on this one as it unfolds. Jelena, your mic is a little, like it sounds far or muffled or something. No, no, no. I'm using my my regular laptop. That's better. That's whatever you just did. Oh, I moved it. That's better. Yeah, you can like scooch it back a little bit. It was oh. just, I think it was like it was must have been blocking or something. Uh, Hi, again. Hello. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was then. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, moving right along on that same path of court trials and such, let's talk a little bit about Black China and or Black China versus the Kardashian clan. And so this one, I feel like hasn't been getting a ton of coverage, but I found it very interesting. It has been concluded as of, I think, yesterday or today. Mm -hmm. Um, But Black China was suing the Kardashians for defamation of character and for damages for impacting her career and her ability to make income. And so China was alleging, um, what is Angela's real last name? I want to say is like literally like Johnson or something. It's something regular. I feel like we know an Angela Johnson. <laughs> That's why I want to say Johnson. Give me a second. I'm about to look it up. China. Okay. Kylie Jenner, you see a boom boom. Angela White. Angela Renee White. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Angela, and I, I don't know. I feel weird calling her China, but I don't know. I also don't want to be like Miss White. Anyway, um, she was alleging that um, the Kardashians, specifically Kim, Chris, and the rest of the sisters, um, worked or kind of conspired with E to have her show Rob and China canceled because they were not happy about the attention and the tone that was being taken in that show. And so because of that, Angela feels that she... Um, they should essentially pay her for those damages. In addition to that, she feels like they have tarnished her character um, on television and uh, uh, Rob allegedly leaking her new photos was traumatic for her and made it difficult for her to move forward in her life after the relationship ended. Um, Unfortunately, 
um, that case has concluded and the court sided with the Kardashians, surprise, surprise. And so Kim was removed first as a defendant on the case. And then later on, um, the judge found them, you know, not guilty or however that works in more, you know, financial cases. Um, and unfortunately, um, China's not going to get that settlement. <sighs> now, I will start off by saying I was really, Angela, I have rooted for you from start to finish. As soon as you started dating Rob, I, bravo. A bravo. I was ready for it. I feel like you were very, I'm not going to say you were never wrong, but as all this unfolded from what we as the public saw, you were very rarely wrong. And when it ended, I said, man, you know, I wish you would have been able to secure a wedding, but great, great effort. Great, great effort all around. 10 out of 10. And when I saw that this lawsuit was popping up and you had your little um, freaking uh, Chicago Roxy Hart uh, finger waves in your suit mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. trial, and you was taking these bitches to court, again, bravo. I'm, I'm really sad that this did not turn out the way that you wanted to, but shout out to you, girl, because these little heifers need to be knocked down a couple pegs, and I'm all for it. Again, sorry, not maybe it wasn't this time, girl, but <laughs> we'll get them next time. We'll get them next time, Um, Right. I'm just... I'm like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Now, with, with, with China saying that they were like the complete demise of her, her herself in her image, <coughs> sis. That might be a stretch, but I was going to let her have it, though. Right. I was going to say, say they, they, they definitely were part of it. But you and wasn't helping. allegations about you not being the primary caretaker of your children are true. Because both Rob and Tyga are alleging that they have their children majority of the week, then I do think you need to calm down. I'm not yes. sure if that is the truth, but that is what is being alleged. I'm typically mm -hmm. always going to side with a black woman a little bit more, but the fact that both these niggas saying that, I have to it, acknowledge it. Yeah, that does give me pause. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more ammo, right? Over here. Like I said, I'm not saying that they weren't coming for you because, like. The minute Rob said, this is who I'm, you know, dating, I'm having a baby with her, it was like, How pump I the brakes. Mind you, Kim and China used to be friends. So I don't understand where all this hostility has suddenly come from. Because, you know, they like to control they, the, the, the niggadom of, them, of their selves. Uh, they like oh, to control yes. them. They don't want nobody else coming in without their approval. I yes. feel for the twins from ATL. Cause y'all yeah. just y'all just stuck. Y'all y'all have no choice but to be Chloe for it at this point. It's too late. You're too far gone, and we don't want you back. Stay over there. Right. The homegirl had a baby with OT Genesis. I said, uh, okay, okay, um. <laughs> okay, sis. Just like when Chloe started dating French Montana, I was like, was we supposed to be like, oh yeah, girl? Right. I'm like, what was we supposed to do? With no, really. Chloe got a, a way to pick them. Listen, I feel like, and there was a period in time where, of all of them, I had the most tolerance for Chloe. And now, I would literally rather spend like a month in isolation with Kim Kardashian than have to have a two minute conversation with Chloe Kardashian. 
Okay, um, well, last trending topic, and we can be as brief anyway as we can be about this, but I'm sure a lot of you have seen um, Megan Thee Stallion's um, most recent uh, interview. This is kind of her first time sitting down and speaking out about what happened to her um, with the shooting incident um, with Tory Lanez and her uh, former best friend. Um, and so she sat down with Gail King and they really just had a candid conversation about not only um, the shooting, but also kind of just how it impacted her. Um, and so since this is the first time that Megan has really spoken out since I think some of the dust has settled, I know she did a couple IG lives when it first happened, but kind of just how do we feel about, you know, the reasoning that she gave, the story that she told. I think something that big that st stood out to me was her trying to protect him, even though her life was put in jeopardy. Um, they also said that there's medical reports that she still has bullet fragments in her foot to this day. Um, so I know we don't have any new thoughts about it per se, but just anything to add? Not in the respect to her, like in the moment trying to protect him, even though he did that, like I, in a fucked up sort of way, I get it just because you know everything that was going on in the world at the mm -hmm. time yeah. it's like i don't want to be the one contributed to like if something bad happens to him as a result of the, even though he right. did something bad to me i still don't want that blood on my hands type situation i get it yeah. at this point i'm just like can we get the, the real the court case like i i need what I, I'm glad you did the interview, but at this point, I, I'm over it a little bit. Like, I just need y'all. Where is the, the trial? What's happening? Because all of this back and forth on Twitter and this and that and that. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, what happened? Somebody say what happened. Is he going to jail? Is he not going to jail? Because Support his little ass. Right. Like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Like, I just, I don't know. And I just was more so mad that everybody, like, once it came out, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of men and a lot of black women, I'm not going to say that, were just like, she's lying. Those are fake tears. And I'm like, how, how did you get this from this? Listen, like, are we watching the same thing? Shout out to Megan, the beautiful crier stallion. Y'all are some hating ass bitches because that was a good beat, Meg. And I love a beautiful cry. I feel like it was absolutely authentic. Okay, two things can be true at the same time. Those tears were real and they were beautiful. So ten out of ten. It's not easy. It's not easy to be going just while you cry. Yeah, because people there's people who are some ugly cries, but like she was trying to keep her composure and mm -hmm. everything. And you know, I think a lot of people forget or they don't care that Megan's mom died like a couple months before that. And she um, talked about so Tori's yeah. mom had died as well. And so she did clarify in the interview that they did not have a sexual relationship, but they were very close friends and bonded because they had yeah. lost their mothers. The trauma bond. Yeah. But sometimes I understand, like, you are, you are two people who are in the music industry, celebrities, whatever, and you have a common experience and you feel like someone who understands you and who gets you. And at the time, she was really clinging for community and friendship and and love and i completely understand that and she felt and you know i think a lot of people they're like oh like she's lying about what because she was shot so who shot her right My thing is always if if she's lying what 
was she gaining from lying? Oh my god. What was she going to get? Because if it comes out that she, if it came out that she was lying, everything, like. Unless she shot herself. Right. I still don't have any concrete reason as well. I still don't have any negative feelings towards Meg. Because, like, if it came out that it wasn't. I don't even want to say that, that it wasn't Tori. It was you, nigga. But if it, for some reason, came out that it was just, like, somebody who she, she told to shoot her, if it was the friend and he was taking the fall, whatever it was. At the end of the day, unless Mega shot herself, I don't care what you're talking about. Somebody <laughs> shot this woman. And she right. ain't not telling who it is because right, Tori, if you were really innocent, and, and, and I mean, and if you were really innocent... You would be like, it wasn't me, but I know who it is. Right. Exactly. But you haven't said that yet because it's you. And so if you're quiet to me and you haven't said anything, you're an accomplice. Exactly. So then either you know who shot her and you're an accomplice and you're protecting them versus protecting Megan. Or, which is the more likely scenario and the one that I believe, is that you shot her, you leprechaun ass nigga. Exactly. That's That's Everybody, why would he do that? He would not... What? Are we sure? Are we sure sure that he would not? Like, and again, if what what does she gain? What does she gain? And I want all of y'all. The read said this earlier last week, and I said thank. I said thank you. Y'all be using words that you hear that are just bold words. She doing it for clout. She got all the clout she need on her own, boo. First of what, all, what clout does she need? And honestly, honestly, what clout does she need from fucking Tory Lane? Name three Tory Lane songs that aren't a sample. Well, wait. About this, first of all, that. Second of all, she is definitely bigger. She is than bigger. Tory Lane. She, she, at the time, even at the time, she was on a bigger trajectory of fame than Tory Lane. So, what a Beyonce collab. What the fuck do I need this? Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj. Within a one year period. Exactly. You're 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 bugging. Lucky Rihanna not putting on music because I'm sure she would have one. And they would have fired. Rihanna, I know you're pregnant, but please anyways I need a track. But like bring the baby. Yes, give her blue ivy. Like blue ivy the baby means the baby. Like Rihanna would be not the baby. Yeah, bring your baby, your child. Bring T H E baby, T H E E baby, T child. Right, bring that one. Okay, Rihanna Junior. Exactly, or ASAP Fenty, whatever their names. ASAP Fenty, I love it. ASAP Fenty. I'm really hoping they don't name that baby nothing ridiculous. Now that I'm thinking about it, but that's another conversation. I just want the baby to have last name Fenty. I know with you, but I don't think that Rakim going. What's his name? Rakim something. Rakim, yeah, I don't think Rakim's gonna go for that. But Um, he needs to first of all, he needs to not be in jail. Anyways, so, um, but you know who does need to be in jail? Daystar. That's who need to be in jail. (laughs) Daystar. Daystar. That's a terrible damn name. That's not a name. Right. I'd rather Chrome than Daystar. Yes. (laughs) Ain't that a company? It probably is. Like plastic or something like that? (laughs) And it like, it's like yellow and blue. It's like Daystar. Daystar Television Network. There you go. 
maybe that's what it was yeah but um a lot of y'all like y'all would prefer and again ooh, 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 another thing um twirling some awesome oh we need to protect black men because it's like sir what are you protecting black men from accountability daystar is also a neighborhood in the city i live in look at that <laughs> look at that it's like when Tori Lane's like, oh, we need to protect black men from what? From accountability? From like. Cause again, because if you are innocent, I need you, you to Because my thing is, if I was innocent, I'm laying everything out. I'm giving you timelines and everything. I'm, I'm not about to accuse me of this. Because even the courts, it's, he does not say, and like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be a snitch. A snitch is someone again. Y'all don't know what the fuck. Y'all don't know what words mean. A snitch is someone who is in a situation and agrees to go about a situation, and then when the situation goes wrong, the police get them, and he snitches on everyone else who was in that conspiracy or in that crime. That is a snitch, right? What you are doing is putting. Someone who shot someone else and held them accountable for their actions. That's not a snitch. Again, a snitch is someone who agrees to do a crime with folks and then is the one that tells on that said crime so that they don't have to do either time at all or not as much time as the other people. That is a snitch. That was a less conspiracy theory time. He was in on it. It is. Listen. It was in Unless that was the case. Unless you could be a snitch if you get you were accomplice in again shooting Megan the Stallion. Either way, someone shot her. You know who shot her. You're guilty. To you jail. Shot her, or to- you know who did and won't say anything. So, either way, I want you in prison. I want you in jail or deported back to Maple Land. And I'm so um, sorry. I'm going to request to- both. I'm going to ask that you serve some jail time in the States and then they send you back to Canada. Just like they did for Joe Judice from Housewives. It's not funny, oh, yeah. but that shit was funny. You got to do jail time in America, and then we're gonna and send you back. <laughs> Yo, like the disrespect. Wow. But yeah, a lot of y'all are saying that she lied, and you cannot tell me what she lied about. Just, and again, people with trauma. If you people with trauma, sometimes details can be fuzzy, but the story still remains. She knows who shot her. Exactly. The story and, and these things can get fuzzy and clearer as time goes by because now you're remembering now that you know you're having time to really sit with the situation and, and the memory things become clearer as time goes by and i need dj academics to sit down shut up go you go wanna, go somewhere you want you want to sit on Tory Lane's dick so bad DJ Academics just do it shit he just forever on the wrong side of stuff he's annoying. And, I'm just like, and that's why you look at your ass beat but amigos as you should have exactly is he even a DJ I have never seen that no, man I DJ a day in my life. This man do a set. I never heard no set by DJ Academics. I don't know what club he DJs at or DJed at. What what does he DJ like? I see. It was some something. It might have been a versus. It was. It was the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow versus. He oh. was DJing, but he was more there for appearance, and somebody else was 
doing when the work. Actors, when I tell you the definition of a man that just look corny, he, look he is. He is corny. Look, like before you even open your mouth, you just look like a cornball. Even people that I need to y'all understand, I am not a bully per se. I bully people that bully other people or who creep women the fuck out. That nigga looks like somebody that I would have roasted back in high school who would have called me a bully. But no, sir, I'm doing the work of the Lord because you're fucking weird. Somebody need to bully him, damn it. He feels like he wants somebody's attention. And it needs your to be. Support that. Please put me in a room with DJ. Please put me in a room with DJ Academics. I simply want to flame that man. He just looks like he's perpetually in 2003. Like we all left and you still there. And you're still there. You're you're so fucking weird. And it's just so because like your wardrobe has changed. Like you you did all of the same things that we did, but you still look like you in 2006. How? So you don't know how to talk to women and it, it just and you look like you be off to like the weirdest type of porn and you look like you don't know how to talk to bitches in the club and you're in the section by yourself how you buy a whole section nobody wants to join how you buy a whole section nobody wants to join you know you got bottles for only you because nobody wants to drink your shit stop listening to these alpha male coaches and get a therapist I'm- none of you all these imaginary women that y'all swear y'all got they're yeah. imaginary. You ain't never talked to no woman like that, and then she, and it works. Yeah, where are they at? Who are these people? I need testimonials from these bitches because I don't believe you. Let me tell you something. Ain't enough, ain't enough money in the world to make a woman get past the corniness of a man. Now no. she, there, everybody has their brand of corny that they're willing to deal with. I say it all the time, and I stand by it. Drake, corny, my kind of corny. Yeah, but corny, but corny nonetheless. Corny nonetheless. Okay, you was corny on Degrassi. You was corny when you was on on your uh, mixtape yeah, shit, like and now is the biggest artist who you know got a little money, got a little muscle, all that. You're corny now, but it's my style. Mm-hmm. You good? Corny. Drake been corny his whole career, but I've loved it every step of the way. It works for him. Yup. And I would tell him every day, you're cor- you're a cornball. And I feel like he knows it. He do. And maybe that's why we like it. Like, I don't mind a corny nigga that knows he's corny, but a corny dude who, like, just refuses to acknowledge the fact that he's a cornball. Like, that's a problem. Alrighty. Well, Meg, as always, we wish you the best. We believe you, girl. Daystar, you know, can't wait for your day in court. Take him away. All right. So with that being said, I think that's going to wrap it up for What's Trending. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to move into something you need to hear. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update. And it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. Asha's upset with me, guys. It's fine. We're back. Because do y'all know who Michael McDonald is? No. Yes, please. Yes, they do. They don't. Right. 
It was played on the radio on R and B stations all my life. That's a lie. What is that a lie? It was played, bruh. Y'all cannot tell me they was playing him in a quiet storm. Like I'm really not trying to hear that. They, no, they definitely were. But let's move on. <laughs> on my own, bruh, that is a like R and B classic. I will concede that maybe I just missed it or like didn't register. I really feel like I've only ever heard Patty sing that song or like recordings of Patty singing it live by herself. But Everything else that y'all played for me of his, I will give him that one hit and the Folgers theme song. Everything else y'all talking about, nope. That's 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 wild to me. Even shout out to you, Michael. You clearly have two fans on this podcast because I, I have in all my days, I have never come across you enough to be like this is Michael McDonald. I believe you have. I keep forgetting that was like. That that played all the time on WHUR. Not trying to hear all this the time. right now. Mm-mm. Nope. All the time. WHUR, 102.3. Like, I ain't heard him on the Steve Harvey Morning, Morning Show. I ain't heard him on the Twice. I, no Dana, I bet you if you ask Steve Harvey who Michael McDonald is, he Steve knows. Harvey seemed like the kind of motherfucker who would know who Michael McDonald <laughs> is. So <laughs> I'm not even going to give you that. That's what your, that's what your young ass is getting now. You don't know nothing yes. about no goddamn music. That's and then Gwendolyn's going to roll up on Steve and be like, shut the fuck up, Steve. First of all, you're too loud. Shout out to Phil Collins. I remember another another uh, white legend. Yes, is. Listen, they don't make music like Phil Collins no more. Listen, we had to snap like that on the Tarzan soundtrack. Phil, we wasn't even talking for that, but you did that. Or anyway, the, the one Lion King song. Shoot. All right, y'all. We are back with something y'all need to hear, which y'all need to hear. Dana don't know her blue eyes. So, anyways, we're really. Bruh, anyways, so what y'all need to hear is that graduation time is coming up. If you or someone you know is graduating this year, congratulations. Pew, pew. You did it. You deserve it. We are so proud of you. And we hope for everything. Um, is, is, everything in the future is great. And, you know, even though we know that it probably won't be great with everything because adulting is weird and it's hard and once you graduate college or graduate wherever you're where you're graduating from life is not exactly how um uh, college uh depicted it to be mm-hmm. um so we want to just give like you know what we would call our younger selves are when we first graduated from undergrad or maybe even, even like even grad school because y'all have your master's degrees so you know what would you tell yourself when in there in your fresh cap and gown or in our fresh cap and gowns what would you say to yourself with knowing what you know now Mm. um i'll start with grad school because my advice is very simple um you did it take a breath the probably two of the most miserable years of my life um but you did it um so take a break and if you are 
thinking about jumping into a PhD program or something like that, fine, do it. But please take at least a semester off. Take a break. And same thing if you're jumping into the workforce straight out of your master's degree, take a break. That advice does apply to undergrads too if you feel like you need it. I absolutely did take a gap year before I started my master's and it was much needed. But um, that is especially true for a master's program because after I was done, I can't even imagine jumping into a PhD program. Um, take a break. And if you're a Black woman in a graduate program, go get around some other Black women. Like just, especially if you did it at a PWI, just like go let them love on you for a little bit because that shit is hard. Um, at the undergraduate level, um, I think that at the undergraduate level, I would just say now that you're not in college, you're going to miss st- the structure that you had an undergrad. I think last time we did this topic, we talked a little bit about the community aspect of it. And so I don't want to dive into that too much again, because I think we had some good points about it there and, and missing your community and your folks. But something also you're probably craving is the structure um, and the order in the system that has your life. And so be intentional about rebuilding the structure of your week, your days, etc. Just like there's scheduled time to rest, scheduled time to to learn, schedule time to grow, schedule time to party, all of that. Try and build that back into your adult life. Um, I feel like if I had done that at 22 as opposed to like 24, 25, um, I probably would have had an easier transition out of college and I wouldn't have felt like I was missing my community so much. I would say more more on the undergrad level, obviously. Um, for the people who like might not like you got this degree and now it's like now what because some people you know you graduate you're like all right i'm going to medical school or i'm going to law school or whatever that's great i'm glad you know that's exactly what you want to do wonderful but the majority have no clue (laughs) but i will say get in where you fit in honestly that's what i did and it works like just to get your foot in the door and get some skills and when Mm -hmm. i say take whatever skills you get from whatever job use them for everything whatever training whatever conference they will send you to go to them network you know hone all your skills there and take it on to the next place because i can guarantee you just because it's a different field it does not necessarily mean that the skills are different like I went from public health to higher ed. Who would have thought? And I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in criminal justice. Yep. Neither one of those things go with any of that. But banking it works. to <laughs> banking to higher ed. Yeah. Um, and I have a bachelor's degree in English and a master's in media communication studies. And again, I have a, I mean, I'm kind of doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I not really. You're in your field. Yeah. But maybe not in the way that you would have thought at 19 to 21. Yeah. Like I was a TV production major on TV, film and radio, but I always knew I was going to do theater. Um, not necessarily arts admin, but I knew I was going to do something in theater, but just didn't know what it looked like. So um, well, I'm not necessarily in theater 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 now but i'm still an arts admin um and but again every skill transferable exactly. yeah all everything got me to where i'm where i am exactly. now exactly you might not think it but look all all of them will eventually add up to something and you can put it to where you want to be you don't have to go from here to there 
immediately. My second one yeah. is use all the connections you have. Yeah. I don't care. I know some of us, especially me, like being in a small state, I don't want people to know who my dad is. The minute they hear my last name, they know who I'm related to. And I was like, that is such a bad thing. No, it is not. No, it is not. If they can get me a job, I'm going to take the damn job. Take it. You got mentors, family, whomever, friends, whoever. Take the, take the job. Don't be prideful. <laughs> Like take like I said, take what you can get. Cause job hunting out of undergrad, it is not as cake as they make it seem. I know they love throwing them statistics. Mm-hmm. Such and such a 50 percent of our graduates get. They don't tell you what kind of job though. They just said a job. Yes. They didn't say what kind. <laughs> so take what you get. If somebody can help you, do it. The white folks do it. Do it. Listen. Don't be afraid to be like, that's my cousin. That's my son. It's only a bad thing if you show up to the job and don't rise mm-hmm. to the occasion. Yeah. Exactly. If you got if you can get your foot in the door, get your foot in the door however you can. But as long as the work that you're putting out is equivalent to what they need for that role, ain't nothing wrong with having to connect. Exactly. The other thing I'll add to here is just um I feel like in our 20s in general. So this is really advice for anybody who's listening, whether you graduated or not. I think we have this tendency to be like, my teen years are old over, my early 20s are over, me, I'm about to be 27 in a couple weeks, child. My mid-20s are over, um, all of that. And just like, being like, oh my God, I'm so old, etc. And like, yeah, we joke, etc. But us like, millennials, older Gen Z, I really think we need to come up off that a little bit. And this is very important for um young grads like I know we talk about life is short but also like life is very long for if you're fortunate enough to have a long and full life and so if you're planning for me you know I'm hoping to make it to like 80 90 like I got time and so me being like oh my god I'm about to be 30 like it's this that the third there's a lot that you could do between 27 and 30 and there's a lot that you can do between 30 and 40 and that's hard as women because there's also that expectation of we're going to have to put down our careers and our dreams if we decide to get married and have children. And that's a very real reality. But I feel like there is there's time for it all. It doesn't always have to look like, you know, the people who are super successful in their teens and their early 20s. So whatever it is, whatever career path that you want to pursue, like you do have time if you want to pursue it in your later years, if you want to pursue it in your 30s, if you want to pursue it in your late 20s you want to pursue it in your mid-20s, it's not too late. If you thought about, oh, I wanted to start this business, I wanted to start this YouTube channel, I want to be a DJ, I want to be a photographer, this, that, third. Like, you can still do all of that right now. Change whole careers. Yeah, do it. It does about to say that it is never too late. Ava DuVernay didn't um, make her first documentary until she was in her 30s, her mid-30s. And and I and I will say this, if you're not happy, I don't care if you went, you got your degree, I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Don't force it i don't care if that's what your mom wants you to do they're not they can't live your life and they can't make your money and they are not the ones going on those interviews and having to do them job and deal with them folks at your job and do them projects just so they can say oh yeah my baby they they want to do that so they can tell people oh my baby does this this and this that's Mm -hmm. why they're doing that this country will run you ragged don't let it if you can 
another thing is I, <clears throat> take that birth control strap up i don't know i don't like I, and I'm not, saying that, I, I'm not saying that just to be like oh don't have babies but like there's life to be lived you can have a baby a little bit later in life be intentional be intentional with all the decisions that you make yes but if you want kids young have kids young I understand. there's there's benefits to having kids in your you know early to mid 20s there's i think that there's a lot of benefit towards it especially if you want to have multiple children um i think i think that there's great even from just like a physical standpoint but i i just as women, I think, especially now more than ever, based on what, you know, the last Black Girl Roundtable short that we released talked about, it's very important for you to be intentional about the decisions that you make about your body as a woman in America, especially as a Black woman in America or a Black person in America with a uterus. Yeah. Just be, just be intentional. If you want to have a kid right now, you're like, no, I actually would love to have a child right now. Have it. If you, but if you're like, oh, I don't know, like I'm not in a good place, understand that and, and do the precautionary things not for that not to happen. Um, or if it happens, you know, again, depending on your state, it's still, you know, you have an abortion. Please don't feel um, obligated to have one, but also don't don't feel obligated to not have one just because of what your family's beliefs are with you know you just reflect on your life even though i have no intentions to to have a child with, with the political state that we are right now um i don't want to say i don't have any intentions to have a child ever i don't have any intentions to have a child in the next year one to two years um i have been reflecting a lot about you know shit happens condoms break birth control doesn't work what would I do? Um, and so regardless of whether that's going to be my reality or et cetera, things like that, it's important for us to think about those things. So that way, if you are presented with that decision, you at least have done some of the like work to, to process what is right. it like? Like I've thought about right now, like let's say I had a, a got pregnant and whatever guy I was talking to was just like, nope, I'm out. Could I sustain a child by myself right now? What would I need to do? Do I need to relocate? Do I need to put my mom down here? Like, like what's up? So just some things to think about. Yeah. Other tip that I will give, learn to negotiate your salary. Yeah. Learn to negotiate. Something I'm still learning because as black women, we love to be like, oh, no, it's fine. This is fine. This is okay. I'm just happy to be here. No, it's fine. Yeah. So negotiate your salary. Shout out to my dad. Um, He really should teach a masterclass on how to, how to negotiate your salary. Um, people will try to pressure you with time. Okay. People will try to pressure you with certain buzzwords and things of that nature. And don't be scared to ask. The worst that they can tell you is no. And if you know you're worth more, say no. Just because somebody offers you something doesn't mean you gotta take it. And so if somebody offers you, you know, $40,000 a year and you're like, ah, I'm actually really not trying to work for more than 50. Be realistic within your qualifications, but if you feel like your qualifications back or support you making the salary that you've made, turn down the job. There will be others. Niggas get hired and fired every day out here. And and write down the phrase, especially if you're looking for a promotion within a job that you currently have. Um, even if you're applying for jobs, remember the phrase, increase my earning potential. That phrase alone has gotten me so much more money than I think I would have gotten without it. 
So if somebody makes you an offer, thank you for the offer. I'm really not looking to pursue this opportunity if it's not going to allow me the opportunity to increase my earning potential. And because of that, I need X amount. I like Yankee candles. If I can't buy them, I can't be here. And the thing is, even if the job has uh, the salary posted, once you get into the interview and learn what the job really is about, you can say, again, after seeing what the job actually entails, the salary that I would need to sustain myself and do this job would be X amount. Mm -hmm. And if it's not where you want it, how quickly can I get a promotion? Mm -hmm. They say within a year, get that in your contract. Put it in your offer letter before you sign anything. Get everything in writing. Yes. Um, and if you work in the public sector, see if your state has a database of what public employees make. My state does. And compare your salaries to everybody else who works in your field. If you don't work public or you work privately, ask what the, um, the highest, the lowest, and the median salary is for the people that currently do that job. And are the salaries based on skill or seniority? Ask all of those things in the interview. You are interviewing them as well. And any company that doesn't disclose that information to you, it shows a culture of dishonesty and you do not want that job. I do not apply for jobs that don't have the salary posted. That's just me. But it, to me, that shows a, a company culture of dishonesty. Because if you can't tell me how much this position makes, we don't have anything to talk about. This job put me through. They they had posted their salary, but this job put me through the fucking ringer in terms of interviews, just to tell me that they did not have any benefits. Foolish. And I got the job, but the job did not come with any benefits. I I said you have no health insurance or any benefits. In a pandemic, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna because we're starting over. We're gonna get some eventually." I say, "Well, you shouldn't. Then you're not really starting over. You're That's not three to ten percent of my salary that I'm gonna have to deduct." Right, and again, what I was making, it would not have been enough because again, most and again, people health insurance. Once you once you turn twenty six, oh. that it is get right your own champ. Because the government is coming back. That's what I was like, oh, I'm adulting. Because health insurance on your own, good health insurance, Mm -hmm. without a job paying most of it, is going to cost you like $300 to $500 a month. Yep. Terrible. Medical, dental, and eye, not the same thing. Not the same same thing. I would never understand why. Is that all not medical care? It is. Is my eyes and my teeth not part of my body? No, like what? not essential. Listen, That's I also want essential. to work for a company that doesn't offer dental. Exactly. Get you a company that has good benefits. Let me tell you. A job with good benefits and a job with bad benefits or no benefits at all will work you the same. Yep. And pay attention to your, I, I need to get better with this, but I've, I've been yeah. more cognizant of it in recent years. The How much you are investing in your 401k or your 403b is going to impact you in your 60s, your 70s, your 80s. Find, you know, it's, it's easy to just do that quick, cute little one, 
Think about if you can afford to up that percentage. If you can't, that's a portion of your salary that you need to negotiate. Same thing with that. And also, if you can find a company with a pension plan, child, get you that pension. It matters. It matters. And I would say my last point is not as uh, eloquent as what you have said, but I will say embellish the hell out of your resume. Oh, yeah. Not to the point that you are not like blatantly lying, but like make it sound nice. Even if you were bagging groceries at the supermarket, make it sound good. Don't just say I was bagging groceries. Say you were in charge of client services or something. Just make it sound. Make it sound Make it sound like something. And get you some homies that were there but like weren't there that are gonna ride with whatever you say and sing your praises. Let me tell you something about these two bitches on this podcast right here. Quickly, we'll put both of you as a reference. Then I'm just, somebody might call you. Okay. Uh, Who am I? What's my title? Exactly. What's my title and how long am I supposed to have known you? Okay. Right. What? What? We're just now getting for? to the age where it's the truth. I'll be like, you can see it's the truth, <laughs> right? Okay, and they still ask. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Okay. How? What? What are you about to be doing so I can say things yeah. that, that matter? That, that matter. Yes. Now your certifications, they will check. So make sure your yes. degrees and your certs are in order. Look, I don't heard people making fake degrees. So at this point, job. And if you're an HBCU grad, as soon as you start the job and your benefits or whatever, your PTO kick in, put in the time to go to homecoming. Yes, because they're going to try to play. Put that on your calendar in mm-hmm. January of every year. Matter of fact, I need to put in homecoming this year. Put it on your calendar every year. Yep. The, the, I mean, the I minute you know the dates. With the exception of COVID, I have missed it one time. And when I tell you, I was sitting in my house mad that I was not there. So put in the time. And if you live far and homecoming is October, book your flight in July. Yeah. Cause yes, that's one, that's one thing you don't miss. Or if you take off, which I am learning to do, take off for your birthday. Even if you just want to sit in the house and reflect and watch Bridgerton take. Oh, also, Oh, what I learned. Oh, I just learned I what I just had to experience. I don't care if you are actually sick. Use that sick leave. Yes. Because you don't get it back. Because you don't get and it don't come in your severance package. Now that PTO they got to give you. That vacation time they got to give you. you. In your severance package. But if I'm talking about if you just didn't use it that year. Sometimes it don't roll over. It don't roll over. Them personal days that don't roll over, use them. Them people will be okay. If you have one of them bosses that gets really weird about you using your own PTO, if you have an HR department, call them. Listen. Because I'm pretty sure that's an HR violation. Yep. And pay attention to your, your supervisors because I my supervisor now, bless her, she'd be like, when are you taking your vacation? You want to take a couple more days? I sure do. Yep. Okay. Cause she be telling me the same thing. She be like, you know, you're gonna, you didn't opt into the the sick leave pool, so you could. You sure you don't wanna? 
You're not sick. You're not feeling a little itch in your throat. I put in for half day. You sure you'll want this whole day? Congrats to the grads. Yeah. We're very proud of you guys. Take all this advice and listen to it twice. You can play it back. And um, <laughs> with that, we'll get another. Huh? Send it to a friend. Yeah, yes. send it to a friend. Pass the knowledge. And with that, we will take another short break and be back with our last segment. What is up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back into the episode. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on social media at The Bougie Black Girls on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also check out bougieblackgirls.com for articles, updates, and some info on some other soon-to-come produced projects by The Bougie Black Girls. Let's get back into the episode. All right, we are back with our last segment, Ask Black Girl Roundtable. As always, if you want some advice, you have a question, you want to tell us a funny story, whatever it may be, you can send us an email at askbgr at thebougieblackgirls.com and we will surely get back to you. So in light of our last segment, going, uh, you know, graduate from college and things like that, uh, my question is, if your life right now was a book, what would the title be? My life or just this chapter? I would say the chapter. We'll say chapter, not your life. Okay. This chapter in your life, what would the title be? All right. So I'm about to be 27 and like four, less than four weeks good god um yeah is... <laughs> so I have, I have my real one and my funny one my funny one is chapter 27 time is slipping away from me yeah. <laughs> um i don't know it's just crazy to think about sometimes the fact that like i'm literally I'm, i've been here for 27 years and like just things that feel like they happened yesterday happened decades ago. Um, and, you know, you just look around and you see, like, how much has changed. And you think about, like, you know, people who aren't here anymore. It's just like, wow, like, this is, we, we really rolling. Like, I'm living life. Um, and maybe that's why adulthood is so hard for so many people, just because it's, like, really getting into the, the groove of, like, what life actually is and will probably be for, you know, the next several years. Um, but the real chapter of it is probably going to be like chapter 27. I kind of get it now. Um, like, I feel like I, I finally understand what is happening here and like how much of this shit is real, how much of this shit is a joke, spoiler alert, quite a bit of it. Um, and kind of like, I don't know, my I'm reevaluating my priorities and kind of what I think I wanted out of life. And a lot of it has stayed the same, but I think I have a better why behind why I want what I want. I love that. What about you, Asha? I think, uh, I, I don't know why Pride and Prejudice came to mind. Cause I'm, like, I'm 27. I have no prospects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I'm frightened. I'm a burden on my parents, and I'm frightened. I would think I would call the uh, life comes at you fast. I think this was the, because, like, I feel like I'm discovering a lot of things about myself at a very fast pace. And a lot of, like, life-altering things came at a very fast time, both good and bad. Um, like, you know, there are things that you think you're going to deal with. Like, all oh, these are things that you deal with in adulthood, but you don't, until it happens, it's like, they're concepts and not reality. And then when they become your reality, it's like, whoa 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 okay whoa whoa that's this this came earlier than i thought it would or is this what i'm supposed to be dealing with at like 26 27 like you know um so yeah there's just a lot of things that have come at me very fast paced within the last year um and some some things i'm like okay i need to there's some things in my brain i'm like okay i need to slow down and reevaluate and reassess and regroup um or just take a minute and soak it all in um and I, so i think yeah like life comes at you fast would be mine i love that i think that's that's really insightful thank you yelena your turn oh you're on mute oops <laughs> no so i was saying mine would be dad was right in parentheses most of the time <laughs> because like growing up i would be like dad you you just don't understand it is not like i don't understand why you think of me in this way like da -da 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 -da, i don't know why you think this is not going to work out and then i just be like some stuff i'm like oh i see what you were saying now i see what you were saying about this person and about this situation like i get it now and then i just like damn i probably should have listened earlier because then I could have avoided 90% of the BS that has ensued because of whatever situation or whatever, you know, happened. I'm like, I probably should have listened to you. You were right. I'm never going to tell him that. We won't tell him that the chapter is named that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to live that down. But um, if I had to choose a second chapter to all of my office fans, it would be somehow I manage. And genuinely, I I have I have no clue how I do it. Just it's 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 a work in progress. It's a day it's a, it's a day by day. You gotta take it day by day and just go with the flow. That is my motto at this point. I'm like I'm not about to stress over nothing other than my bills. No, everything else, people, stuff. Nope, I'm okay. You're not about to stress me out. Driving so crazy. Exactly. I'm like, if I gotta be dolo, then I'll be dolo. If I gotta do this, then I gotta do this. We're gonna make it work. If I gotta find yeah, a new job, I find a new job. <laughs> yeah. well, adulting is like, it really is finessing. You're gonna make some really crazy mistakes that you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong? Yeah. Even now, I'm like, there's shit. I'm like, bro, we need to get this shit together. Listen, I still yeah. ain't. I'm better with money and budgeting, but it is, it is a struggle. I'm getting better, but it's, <laughs> I did not learn it in adulthood. I mean, in childhood, I didn't have a good example of it. So now I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, same. I need to get this shit together before I am in 
big trouble. Especially yeah. like having a single income. Like I think that is probably what I did not realize. Like it's just me paying all of my bills. Like that. Like even when you're even when I was living at home, like it was still like okay, like yeah, you have a roof over your head, but like all these other bills, that's you. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. And I think that's also like we kind of going into the what you something you need to hear. Just because people live at home does not mean that they don't have responsibilities. Does not mean that we have no rent is that's not everybody's situation. Some people don't. Right. Rent is a big expense, but unfortunately in a lot of households, number one, you're not gonna pay your parents nothing. It's great if you have that luxury, but like not everybody does that's not my story i still have to pay little pieces i was told i was not living there for free so my parents gave me six months and they were after that they were just like literally as soon as my student loans kicked in your bills kick in which is kind of fucked up actually but you know whatever they got bills too um, that's adulthood. Um, me being here is driving the bills up, so I need to exactly. account for that. Yeah, um, that's what and my the other piece of it too. Even if your parents, um, you know, even if your parents are covering your day to day expenses or whatever else it is, like it's expensive, especially with the way inflation is right now. Gas, car payment, you know, car insurance, cell phone, like all those things add up, and entry level positions are not what they used to be when our parents were joining the workforce either yes. and so the cost of living has went up but the pace bands are what they were back then and so our money is not going as far as their money and so if you're living at home that's kind of where that disconnect can be um and it's hard to live alone especially if you don't got a roommate or something it's damn near impossible in most states in this country it's about to be impossible in florida and it used to be a pretty affordable place to live but you know it is what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I see now why people say like 30 is such a like life-changing year. I'm on the rush for it, Lord. But no. like, I understand more. Like I used to see older women talk about, oh yeah, when I turned 30, like everything's changed. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck was you learning at 30? That was like, oh my God. But now as I'm creeping up on it, I'm just like, oh, like shit really is like, right. I get it. <laughs> literally clicking into place yeah or you just look around and you be like you know what i'm not doing that <laughs> right and i think that is definitely a point that I, I like you said when you get to 30 but some people don't get there as quickly as others i will say yeah some some of y'all is gonna be more like 35 40 right and that's okay that's okay I'm just like, like somebody, if it don't happen at 30 and you still like, why am I doing this this bullshit? What's going on? It's okay. Second puberty didn't hit yet. It's all right. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. And I mean, people say, my mom said that 50 was very life-changing for her too. Like she said, 40, 30, 40, and 50 were the most, the three most life-changing years that she ever had. Um, and it was just, you, you reach a different place in society. And so it's just like people are looking to you for wisdom and you realize that you have it. And so maybe that's what's been kind of so transformative for me for this year as I, as I step into 27. Like I realize that I know things and like I have knowledge to impart on other people from lived experience. Um, that's of value and that's 
it's it's nice to be able to offer that but also just to be like yo like i know shit right and have people actually want to hear it (laughs) right look at us all right well giving it like i know we growing up y'all growing up 30 and flirty 27 and 30 and 26 and 30 and thriving I am soaking up the last four weeks of my mid-twenties. I'm really gonna enjoy it. I don't know what I can do. That's like my mid-twenties, but I'm about to be my late twenties in a couple weeks, y'all. Isn't that crazy? It's okay. I looked at the way the other day and I was like, you about to be 28 at the end of the month. Oh, shit. That nigga 30. You're 30. Yeah. You're 30. It's when other people say it that I just be like, this that means I'm I'm right there. Oh shit. I remember when 30 felt like a long time ago. She was like, my 33rd birthday, da da da. I said, shut. (laughs) 30. When did you turn 30? It's it's okay. As you were talking just now, I was like, my sister's birthday was a couple a couple days ago. And I was like, how old is she now? And I start doing the math, and I'm like, oh my god, my sister's gonna be 40 next year. And I was like, I feel like you were just like 25 last year. What happened? It's crazy. Well, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. I think we can wrap it up there this week. Yeah, y'all? Yeah. I think we can. Think it's we late. Can. We tired. Um... <laughs> If you enjoyed this uh, episode, please um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, share it with anybody who you think may enjoy. Um, And as I want to bring it up again, please, 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 y'all make sure you're subscribed. It really helps us out and it helps you be notified when new episodes are available. Um, Make sure you're following us on social media at Girls on Instagram and TikTok. And also, um, if you are checking out thebougieblackgirls.com, Give me a couple days, y'all. Web developing is a challenge, but uh, we've got some new things in the works for the website that are really, really great. So I'm excited to share all of that info with you guys. Um, That's going to wrap us up for this week, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.